When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Nurses and doctors are on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic, caring for the living. Those working in the country's funeral homes, morgues, crematories, they are the last responders. They are caring for the dead. It's tough to talk about, but since the COVID-19 pandemic began a year ago, they have played a vital role in reimagining how we care for and remember those we've lost. We decided to not do a full-on funeral because there was no way my mother was up for it. And by this time, other family members had also tested positive. And my mother said, I just cannot take one more person catching this. CNN senior writer and my friend, Lisa Respers France, lost her father, Gary Respers Sr. That was just three weeks ago. She is one of so many in this pandemic who are now paying their last respects to loved ones in unexpected ways. So today, we're going to hear from Lisa about that process, and from a funeral director as well, who's been on the front lines in New York. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Grief has taken on so many different forms during this pandemic, from the disruption of daily routines to the death of a loved one. Loss is unimaginably hard under normal circumstances, but during a pandemic, it's all the more challenging. My parents didn't go out a lot because my, you know, they weren't in the best of health. So my dad didn't really have a suit to wear. So I had to ask the funeral home, do you guys rent suits? Lisa Respers France is grieving at a distance. She was nearly 700 miles away from her parents when she received the call that her father had passed away. That was on February 18th. So my dad went into the hospital on a Wednesday, was diagnosed on a Friday. By that following Thursday, he was dead. The loss of Lisa's funny, loving, exuberant father has punched a hole in her close family that will never be filled. Gary Respers had diabetes and was on dialysis for 20 years. So Lisa had gone to great lengths to protect her parents, paying exorbitant amounts for cleaning items, such as Lysol wipes. But he and Lisa's mom both contracted COVID-19 last month. Her mom was still recovering from the disease when Gary, her husband and best friend of over 50 years, died. So Lisa was tasked with trying to plan her father's funeral. So we decided we were going to do a viewing for friends and family to come and say goodbye and then have the cremation. And then we would do the memorial service later when it was safer. And then it was a matter of getting on a Zoom call with the young lady from the funeral home and talking over the specifics. And they are very busy. Funeral homes right now are slammed. Brittany DeMarco Furman knows this firsthand. So on two occasions, we did go down to the city and make the removal and make sure that their loved one was still cared for because there was a waiting list for cremation. People were being turned away. 
She's a fourth-generation funeral director at Glenville Funeral Home in upstate New York. She has witnessed the totality of the pandemic and the number of bodies left behind. Brittany's been in the funeral industry for five years and guides people through the process of taking care of someone who has died. She may be the first call a family makes after the death of a loved one. I would be the one who picks up the phone in the middle of the night or during regular work hours. Us funeral directors don't know what that means, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And the last person to see the deceased. You know, we do everything from um, the first call to closing the casket with their loved ones and bringing the body to the cemetery or closing the crematorium. I hadn't thought about stuff like, what kind of urn do you want to buy? As Lisa began to make funeral arrangements for her dad, she realized she didn't have much information about what he wanted. All she knew was that he wanted to be cremated. But even that resulted in more decisions. They sent me a catalog with the available caskets that we could rent since my father wasn't being buried and the available urns. And the young lady said to me, you know, I'll check and make sure because unfortunately there's a shortage of urns right now. Imagine that. So, you know, she had to check to make sure that the particular urn that we wanted was actually in stock. The funeral home Lisa's family used didn't offer virtual viewings. So they decided to do that part in person, with masks and physically distant, of course. But Lisa didn't get to go, because she's high risk and lives in another state. So now she's not only grieving, but she's also isolated from her mom and her siblings. The way that I dealt with that is I said to myself that it wasn't necessary for me to see my dad's body. That's his shell. His spirit is gone. And I felt like my farewells were, you know, talking to my daddy on the phone. Not that he could speak, but I know he heard me. This is just one of the many ways the coronavirus has put traditional mourning on hold. And in Brittany's experience, that lack of a final send-off has been devastating. Not being able to see their loved one one last time and their favorite dress and maybe their favorite shade of lipstick or their favorite baseball cap. So that was that was hard. And I don't think they had the closure that they would have had if we weren't living in these weird times. For funeral directors like Brittany, the pandemic has been both physically and emotionally trying. But she also knows she has to stay strong and calm for the living. And she takes that part of the job very seriously. You know, you walk a surviving spouse to the casket and their favorite song comes on and they get to see their loved one one last time and um, they are there leaning over them saying, wake up, wake up. And you're the one there rubbing their back and making sure that, you know, they're okay. You walk away and give them their time and you're going to go back into the office where no one can see you and choke up a little bit. And it makes you appreciate life even more. The pandemic has brought changing rules for funeral homes, everything from the number of people allowed inside for the ceremony to whether or not they can continue to offer embalming services, which is yet another reason Lisa is encouraging everyone to have a conversation with their loved ones about end-of-life care before it's relevant. I have my own grief, the grief of my siblings, you know, and then we're trying to figure out how we're going to do all this long distance 
and how much information we really needed to share with my mom because she was so distraught and so upset. And I know that sometimes there's this sense that um, like my grandmother used to say, somebody else is going to plan my funeral. I'm not going to help y'all, you know, because she felt like in planning it, it was almost like she was bidding it to come. And that's not the case at all. That would help people like Brittany as well. She says despite all the challenges, she is proud of how the funeral industry has responded to this crisis. I know that we had to jump around hoops and hurdles to make sure that our families found a way to say goodbye, no matter what the circumstance was, and we did it. And the past year has taught me that our jobs, there's no right, wrong um, way to do something. It's what to do for the family. So when I look back on this year, COVID didn't break us, not at all. I know a lot of you who are listening may have lost someone to COVID, and I am sorry. I really am. And I hope you know you're not alone, and that the end-of-life workers who may be helping you are also there to help celebrate the life of your loved one as well, however they can. If you have questions, you can record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. They might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back Monday. Thanks for listening. Coronavirus Fact versus Fiction is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer. Felicia Patinkin is the senior producer. Raj Makija is the senior manager of production operations. This week's episodes were produced by Anne Lagamayo, Rachel Cohn, Emily Liu, Aaron Mathewson, Madeline Thompson, Nathan Miller, Jordan Gosporé, Zach St. Louis, and Zoe Saunders. Our medical writer is Andrea Kane. Nathan Miller is our engineer, and David Toledo is the team's production assistant. Special thanks to Ben Tinker and Amanda Seeley of CNN Health, as well as Ashley Lusk, Courtney Coop, and Daniel Cantor from CNN Audio. We all do things our own way, and since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.